This should be the shortest sermon you've ever heard. Genesis 5.21. It's our current series called Walk With God. And as you're turning to Genesis 5, I know that through this series that your desire to walk with God has been increasing. Can someone say amen? Amen. Uh, Do you actually think there is someone in this room that is more qualified to walk with God than you are? Maybe you look at somebody who's uh, been along the faith a little more or somebody that seems more Christian or more together. But you know what? No one is more qualified than you to have God walk with them or to you walk with God. Look at Genesis chapter 5, verse 21 to 24. We're just speaking out of one verse today. Genesis 5, and it's the story of a guy who walked with God. His name was Enoch. Is anyone here by the name of Enoch? Anyone here got a name, Enoch? No? It's an un- what, would you change your name if your name was Enoch? Yeah, all right, you work for an Enoch, all right? It's a good name. Genesis 5, 21. When Enoch was 65 years old, he had Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch walked steadily with God for 300 years, having more sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. With God, Enoch walked, and he was not, for God took him home, or home with him. The message I want you to get from this passage is that not only does God love us walking with Him, He has made it very doable to walk with Him. Now I know it's easy to sensationalize an experience like Enoch had, where at the end of his life he didn't pass go, you know, he didn't go, you know, to he just he, he straight up he didn't pass death. He went straight up to be with the Lord in heaven. Pretty amazing. But the focus of this scripture is not to sensationalize that experience about the last hour of his life. But the focus of the scripture is to, is on the 300 years. Everyone say 300 years. Not the last three minutes, but the the 300 years that Enoch faithfully walked with God. And he walked with God in a simple way in very difficult and complex times. And it's not a story of, of especially unusual or character who had superhuman characteristics and qualities. It's the testimony of an ordinary family guy who realized that the way to live in life, 300 years or more, was to walk with God and to please God. Look at how the Bible carries this or clarifies this in Hebrews 11.6. I said I had only one scripture, but this just highlights that one scripture. Hebrews 11, go to the next slide, because Enoch had faith, Because Enoch had faith. Everyone say faith. Faith. That means belief, trust, dependence on God. He was taken up from earth without dying. He could not be found because God had taken him. Before his translation, he or before he was taken up, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Everyone say he pleased God. The Bible says a man cannot please God unless he has faith. Anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and cares enough to respond to those who seek him. And I want to say to you that this account is not recorded for us, for us to feel like somehow we can't measure up to live a life like that, to walk with God for 300 years. But it's to encourage us that it's very doable. You can walk with God and you, and with God you can walk. 
And I believe that God wants to stir the very same faith in your heart that Enoch had to walk with God in your life. And I want to tell you that Enoch's life was not not normal. It was normal. It wasn't out of the boat. God happened to use Enoch as a clear example of how he's designed everything that ties together and is done in life through God's divine numerics. Now, I'm not going to talk about that, but I believe there are, there are numbers in the Bible that all match up. God is a God of, you know, 40 years and seven, and, and every, every number has a, has, a, has a divine purpose and a divine meaning. meaning. And do you know that uh, when Adam and Eve, the first generation, they fell and they disobeyed, and, and then the Bible says sin and death came into the human race because of that independence from God, God wanted to show in the Old Testament that there actually, there is a a divine intervention. And the number seven speaks for what? Anyone tell me? Completion and perfection. And it was the seventh generation after Adam and Eve that Enoch was alive and born. And God was showing us that He has made possible that we do not have to die because of the curse of sin and death, but because Jesus or because God in his divine love for us can take us right up to be with him forever. Can you say amen? Amen. And friends, I know that we are all going to die, but we're not going to die forever. We're going to live forever with him. Amen. Jesus broke the curse of death. You can say that Enoch's only claim to fame was that he walked with God. That's his only claim to fame. We never read about him parting the sea. We never read about him raising the dead. We never read about him healing the sick or leading a nation to victory over its enemies. His entire life is summed up with these words, with God, Enoch walked. With God, Enoch walked. Enoch walked with God. It may be said about you that you're hip, you're cool, you've got position, you got, you're popular, you're powerful, you've got lots of popularity, lots of provision. But can it be said about you that you walk with God or that with God you walk? Can that really be said about you? You know, the greatest thing that could be said about me in my relationship with my wife is that as a husband... The greatest thing that can be said by Gal is, wow, he's not just a nice husband. He walks with God. The greatest thing your kid can say about you as a parent is not, well, mommy and dad provides for me. They're very busy providing. But they, they can say it is that they walk with God. The greatest thing a person who's, looking for, who's dating somebody can say about their dating partner, oh, they just fit. They're so wonderful. Oh, they just seem to fit. No, the greatest thing they can say about you is that you walk with God. Amen? Amen. The greatest thing that people could say in your workplace is not that you're creative or entrepreneurial or industrious, is that you walk with God. There's three things that I see from Enoch's life, and they're just statements that I'll have to talk about some other time. But the thing, thing, three things I draw from, have a look at this next slide here. Look at this. Genesis 5, 
It says, when Enoch was 65 years old, he had Methuselah, and after the birth of Methuselah, Enoch walked steadily with God for 300 years, having more sons and daughters. What I get out of that, the thing I get out of that is walking with God is very normal. Enoch walked with God while still building a family by having kids all alive. It's not like being an ascetic or being a monk in a monastery or being a, 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 uh, a super spiro or being a space cadet. Hey, earth to Enoch, come back. Lunch is ready. No, he was busy building a life. He was busy raising kids. Can you imagine 300 years? Every parent here, can you imagine 300 years of dirty diapers and screaming mealtimes? No wonder this guy walked with God. <laughs> he had to to get that thing happening. You can be normal and walk with God. And he did it for 300 years. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, there was so much going on. You know, don't, don't, don't have this thing that, that sometimes, you know, you know, to be spiritual is very supernaturally natural. It is, amen? You don't have to be a weirdo or a wacko. But don't let anyone put a label on you as a weirdo if you raise your hands in church. That's completely normal. What did you do when you were a little kid? In love with your mum and dad and needing him, you put your arms out and run to them. Oh, daddy or mummy, that's exactly what you're doing in worship. You know, you'll see some people sometimes, you know, jumping or, or going like this or, or waving their hands. That's not weird. I did that when I was a kid. When, when my mum and dad was didn't tell me food was on the table, I'd go, woo-hoo-hoo! Yeah. yeah. And when someone is prayed for and they go down under the power of God, that's not weird. That's normal. I mean, when Gail first met me, she fainted for love. That's normal. We're in God's presence. We're overcome by the presence of God. It's normal. Walking with God is normal. Second thing. Everyone say second thing. Walking with God is powerful. Have a look at how this scripture continues. All the days of Enoch were 365 years. With God, Enoch walked. With God. Many translations say Enoch walked with God, but the correct translation is with God, Enoch walked. When you walk with God, when God, with God you walk, You are no longer insipid and weak and unsure and uncertain. You become powerful. Because it's no longer about you, it's about Him. Can you say amen? You see, we we try and get God to do our bidding. We try and get God to walk in our ways. We try and take the lead. And whenever you try and take the lead, whenever I try and take the lead, we always get what we can get, what we, we can do. But I can't live with what I can do. I need to live with what God can do. And so I need, to, I need to become more powerful. And Enoch was so powerful in his generation that he would stand and he would declare, even though he had a busy family of 300 years of dirty diapers, he would stand and declare the wonders and the glory of God. In a, in a generation that was so 
disbelieving in God and so against God and the society was so corrupt. And this is for hundreds of years, not for an economic recession, a few years when people turned away from God, but it was for all that time. He was powerful, not just on the outside, but on the inside. Because with God, Enoch walked. The last thing I want to say today, have a look at this scripture. Genesis number 3. Genesis 5 and 24 and Hebrews 11 5. With God, Enoch walked. And he was not. For God took him. Before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. My third point today is that when with God you walk, you can be a testimony. But the Bible actually doesn't say that. He doesn't say that he, he was a testimony. Because you can have a testimony for five minutes and then slip away from God. He said, it says there, before he was taken, he had this testimony. This was the testimony he had, that he pleased God. You could have a testimony, oh, the Lord healed me. You could have a testimony, oh, the Lord saved me. You could have a testimony, oh, the Lord got me out of bankruptcy. You could have a testimony, oh, the Lord got me out of drugs. You could have all sorts of testimonies. But this is the testimony that Enoch had, that he pleased God for all his life. That's the testimony that I want on my life. Can you say amen? amen? That's the testimony I want. That's the testimony I need. And that's the testimony that God wants for our lives. As we're walking through our lead up to Easter, I want to encourage you to live normal as you relate to people giving out those VIP cards. Can someone give me a VIP card? Anyone got a VIP card? Thank you. Why hadn't you given that away? I was just joking. You found it under their seat, right? <laughs> All right, just joking. Thank you very much. We give these to people as their coasters. Don't go and give them to people and rattling off about your spiritual life. Be normal. Walk with God. Be normal. Be natural. See where people are hurting. See the pain. Step into the world. Let them talk. Don't do all the talking. Carry the presence of God. Amen? Be normal. But then be powerful. Be bold and courageous. Remember that when you, with God, you walk, you will, God will open the door for you. And as you begin to pray with somebody, ask them, would they like prayer? for what they're battling with, for what they're going through. Watch what happens. The atmosphere change. And then be a testimony to what God has done in your life. Please Him by bringing people into His house because the Lord says in, in Luke chapter 15 that He wants His house full. He says, come, food is on the table. Everything is prepared. Compel them to come in because I want my house full, says the Lord. And if we do this with the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit, we will see lost people in San Francisco find their way to Jesus Christ. Can you say amen?
Last thing I want to say is that, that at the lab on Tuesday night, we're just going to speak to the grow the leader that is within you. There is a leader, there's a, a, a person who walks with God inside of you. And at the lab on Tuesday night, for one hour, in a compact time, for one hour from 7.30 to 8.30, we're having food beforehand. But in that one hour, we're going to teach you, we're going to impart to you, we're going to train you, we'll equip you how to move as a powerful minister of the Lord. Not just a leader, but a leader who ministers. A leader who changes atmospheres, who changes lives. A leader who steps in people's world and makes a difference. Don't stay at home. Come out to the lab. We don't have time to talk about it today. But on Tuesday night is our dedicated one hour of the month to train you, to equip you. Don't matter if it's raining, don't matter if there's traffic, come on out and receive that impartation and that teaching how to become a leader who is spiritual, is able to minister and build God's vision for a city saved, a city transformed, a city connected to the Lord. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, let's stand up on our feet today. Let's stand up on our feet.